A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and the final, actually, of the World Cup. What did you make of yesterday's World Cup results, just quickly? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about this instead of the Fed. <laughs> Look, I apologize in advance. I'll try to make this somewhat entertaining, but I feel like this is one of only two WWE reviews that I don't ruin with my bad vibe <laughs> and my just general ingrained distaste for how WWE produces its television shows. But you know what? I'll try and be a little bit uh, more animated than usual because I feel like people like it when Hamlet doesn't have me there. <laughs> it's to just remind him why he should be more cynical yeah. than he is. But another World Cup was classed last night. Ordered in a Donna kebab. Oh. James, my seven-year-old son, loves a Donna. So we shared a Donna, a bit of a lad's night. Oh. And uh, so I took my youngest to bed at seven. And it's always shocking because, like, she wants a bedtime story. She wants to spend time with her dad. She wants me to, like, put on voices and make a real show of bedtime and, you know. Tiger, who came to tea? Um... Uh, 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 what's the score? What's the score? <laughs> um, basically, it's a tiger. <laughs> eats all the food in the house, and um, there's absolutely now in left for tea. So the dad comes home, and they say, "Look, dad, uh, dad's now in for tea. All right, we'll go for sausages at a cafe down the road at night." Okay, um, there's a tiger coming back. We quite like the tiger. Uh, the tiger was never seen again. Why does it have to be grim? Why does it have to be so <laughs> bleak? Like, what is wrong with like old timey children's authors? Like, have you ever read um, We're Going on a Bear Hunt to, like, your nieces and nephews? Or I think anything? I've played the board game we're going on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's weird because going on a bear hunt, going to catch a big yak. And, <laughs> uh, so they go, like, whoosh, 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 through the snow, through the snow, through the sands, through the forest, through a bog, through a river. And they finally go into a cave. And there's bears, like, I'm going to eat you because I'm a fucking bear. So he chases them all back to the house. And um, then the last page of the book is just this bear... Looking gutted. <laughs> and I'm thinking, right, what's going on? Is he gutted that he didn't have his tea? Yeah. Or did he want to make friends? Yeah. Make it clear. Because now I'm worried about the bear. This tiger, oh, he's never seen again. Oh, well, the enchanting tiger who had a nice time and didn't eat them. Oh, can, that was great. Yeah. 
Do you want to see the tiger again? <laughs> oh, no, he'll never come back. He will never come back. It's like, oh, well, it's, it's, why are you breaking? So that's ridiculous. <laughs> Just say, all right, we had sausages. We had a magical adventure with a tiger. That was pretty <laughs> wicked. Then we had some sausages. Everyone likes a takeaway or going out to a meal. And then there's, oh, the tiger never comes back. <laughs> Like, what's still it's oh why is a tiger why do I have to deal with a kid good that the tiger never comes back parenting is hard enough as it is without that bleak line of questioning and my kid being good that the magical adventures one and done developmental hell becoming all elite the tiger came back for tea again yeah yeah so yes <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do so I tiger didn't come back um yeah stop yeah. crying love night stop crying love go to sleep Japan, Spain game. I oh. want to see that because I'm going to show you something here, Will Bond. Oh, right, and it's uh, don't know what you think I show you on these things, right? <laughs> but uh, it ain't that. Right, mm. I've got a prediction deal with my old mates from uni. Right. Oh yeah. And uh, since 2012, I graduated in 2008. Obviously, spoke on Facebook and all the rest of it. For Euro 2012, you had a dedicated thread for chatting about international football tournaments, and then it just became just the hub, yeah. the hangout hub for yeah. all that. Ten years later, we're still at it, and it used to just be, right, a spreadsheet or just put your score predictions in the thing. My mate's built an app. What? My mate has built an app, right, to track the scores and see who wins all the stuff, right, okay. So where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. So for Japan, Spain, Willborn, what was my prediction? 2-1 Japan. Yeah. Fair play. Shot to the top of the goddamn league. So I'm putting them. Shout the bed. Take it to It's really good. Sorry. And then James shouts up. Spain have scored. I was like, oh, that sucks because I, I really like... Uh, the Japanese national team. Yeah. Like, absolute hearts on the line. Like, all or nothing, in it? All or nothing. Brave blocks. They're really sort of do nice intricate passing patterns on the break. They will never, ever, ever, ever give up. Throwing their bodies on the line. So I thought, that's a bit gutting. And then, I'm like, yeah, they're winning. It was awesome. So I really, really, really enjoyed the World Cup action last night. From midway through the first half. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. It's a wild day yesterday. Belgium going out, Romelu Lukaku having about 10 chances to win a game for them and just forgetting how to play football. He played like me at five aside, basically. Oh, the ball's just hit me. Uh, and then, yeah, you look at that group beforehand, no offence to Japan, who topped the group, uh, and you think, well, uh, Germany can't fail to get out of this group. And then they say, We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. We're gonna do it anyway. And before we get into it on social media, I'm fully aware that England probably aren't going to win this World Cup. It's there for the taking. This World Cup is there for the taking. There's not one side, right, where I'm, oh, I hope we don't get them. You have to beat, the, at the very least, you have to beat the team that everyone's scared of. Yeah. You have to beat the team that beats the team that everyone's scared of. I don't like this, so I don't want them in the semis. Bring on everyone. Get that confidence built up. Yeah. Um, I'm not confident because our game's on ITV this weekend and we're crap when we're on ITV. Um, 
But if we get past, and I think we're probably going to go out to France in the quarters, is my optimistic prediction. Uh, there's no one I'm afraid of. Mbappe looks terrifying. It's not just how fast he is. It's how he knows how to time his runs. He knows how to wrong foot the defenders as to when he's going to go on the runs. He's an incredibly intelligent footballer. I'm scared of him big time. Um, but I'm not scared of the France team as a whole. Is it Rabiot that plays in the middle? Mm. Useless. I'm <laughs> um, not scared of them. Brazil, I think they've got five of their best starting 11 on the bench. Mm. Um, I know Bruno been playing for them. No. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. He's came on as a sub once, but they prefer Fred, so I'm not scared of Fred. <laughs> um, Portugal, I think um, Bernardo Silva is possibly the most underrated footballer in the world. I know he's very highly rated, but in terms of the absolute upper echelon of the stars that get talked about, like um, Mbappe, De Bruyne, like all of these names, I think he's right at that level. Uh, the guy's incredible, so I'm worried um, about any meet with Portugal. Who do you think is going further in the tournament, Pinaldo or PNL Pessi? Um, Pinaldo. I think Pinaldo will go further. There's not there's quality in every team, but there's not one where I'm thinking, no point in even turning up here. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I think you've got a chance. It's there for the taking. Has, has anyone gone through on nine points yet? Not as far as I'm aware. There's no one that... Only like us in Netherlands, really, who've gone through undefeated. I, I was nervous against Wales. That's just how you yeah. are as a footballer. But, like, if I was more rational, uh, there's no one I'd be afraid of. Yeah, I think what I was going to say, though, is even if we don't win, Germany going out in the group stage is effectively the same as us, us winning a tournament sometimes. Um, but, yeah, uh, in re- with regards... Just for the Euro 96 thing. Just the, yeah. It's just, it was, uh, it was a lot of kids our age. Euro 96 was the first tournament. Yeah. Like, World Cup was there, and I was into football at the time, but I was still a bit young for it. And England, of course, didn't qualify. So Euro 96 was the big one for at least mine and Wilborn's generation. Yeah. And to get knocked out in so cruel and close a fashion. Like, we've been wanting to... Germany ever since that specific date. Yeah, what was the uh, what was the phrase I think Gary Lineker used, which is like football's a very simple game. Uh, Twenty two men run around on the pitch for ninety minutes and then Germany win. Not anymore, apparently. But uh, yeah, best look to uh, USA, USA, and United the, States of America, and also to our Dutch listeners and our Senegalese listeners for all the games coming up this weekend. Uh, but with regards to the SmackDown World Cup, it is the final. Tonight, um, not two teams I'd expect to see in a World Cup final, if I'm perf- perfectly honest. But uh, it is Ricochet and Santos Escobar. It, this felt like Braun Strowman's tournament to lose with all the stuff with Gunther. That's obviously being saved for a little bit later. Um, but this genuinely has got a potential to be a, a great match. Ricochet and Escobar's styles will uh, mesh nicely. The preamble about Hamflood. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. Why... Would you book Gunther to run away from Strowman if he's just going to succumb to a roll-up? Yes, I know they're building two matches in effect. Yeah, exactly. Here, but you can still build things poorly. <laughs> that old stupid .NET internet dickheads. Well, it's a story. It's a rubbish one, right? Do you think when TV show completely falls off a cliff, right? It's just terrible. Like a drama of some sort. And uh, it's very, very poor. The integrity of the characters is rapidly in threat of fading away and you can no longer believe in them and you just don't take them seriously and you're not really that interested in what they do next, but they're doing something next, so 
Seven out of ten. <laughs> like, are you are you kidding us? Are you absolutely kidding us? So I just I don't want to think less of Gunther. I watched Gunther in Cardiff, Wales, mm-hmm. just make an entire stadium fear for a badass. Right, in one of Sheamus. your matches of the year. At what one of my matches of the year. One of my matches of the year. Um, I've seen a seventh of the main roster WWE matches that Dave Meltzer has rated live, <laughs> which is insane. And uh, yeah, I thought so highly of Gunther and Sheamus. You know why? Because they delivered a decisive finish that flattered both performers. Mm. And now, months later, we're in roll up, running away. Like Vince conspiracy theory is back. I love how there's two cons- simultaneous conspiracy theories going in the rounds. Vince is still booking it, you know. And Triple H is ousted. Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, but aye, ridiculous. Um, what's the final? Ricochet Escobar, which is genuinely two fantastic performers. Thrilling prospect if this crowd gave it to us. Mm. It's the curse of the WWE crowd. Like, we did a podcast on this, right? And you can listen to it right now on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from, actually, where if they built characters and matches way better than they do, right, that would be noise. I'm kind of convinced of it at this point. And uh, Legado have had a middling introduction, not helped by the fact that Hit Row are terrible and they're not going to get over and they're not there to get anyone over because they lack credibility. They've just arrived out of nowhere, They've got some really stupid second match call and response stuff, and now else they've got no credibility, um, very little talent as well, if I'm being perfectly honest. So Legado didn't really get anywhere by going over them first time round. So I just don't think that these men are particularly over enough in this company to wrestle the incredible match they could have in virtually every other company. Mm. And the company that they can't have a blistering, loud match in is the biggest company in the world. It's very hard, honestly. This dream job can be difficult at times to explain all this and to get over why I can't get excited about something that will or should be as great as it is. Um, I expect Ricochet to go over. Yeah. It's for the it's for the better dynamic face versus heel. Uh, Ricochet versus Gunther. Ricochet, has he had a match with Volta before? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think he won the title off him, didn't he? Possibly. Top of my head. Let me double check that whilst I cannot remember. But ultimately, yeah, this is... the whole thing is like I'm going to get this back. Basically, but the dynamic here books itself. So you should book the finish of this match accordingly to arrive at Gunther versus Ricochet. And um, I like ordinarily this has all been quite well plotted, with the exception of the Strowman stuff, which is ridiculous. Uh, because the fact that you've had Gunther and Strowman interact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to very Tony Khan on this podcast actually. It's a very Tony Khan move where it's like, right, okay, well, you've gone one match too far in your booking um, foreshadowing and teasing and hinting and building and all the rest of it. So you've almost made one match redundant here. So I'm not a fan of that style of booking. Yes, you should really get fans on the hook for the long term. And that does fly in the face of what I've just said. Basically, they are building, but you can overbuild and underbuild. Mm. AEW overbuild at times. WWE underbuild. WWE are building this a bit like AEW. <sighs> should be a nice three-and-a-half-star match that will have that bittersweet feeling of, ah, oh, if only the crowd were up for this more. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this one, purely for a couple of reasons. It's the, you know, post-pay-per-view premium live event episode. There isn't really a lot else on the docket in terms of 
things advertised other than the inevitable bloodline Sami Zayn stuff that we'll get to in a second. Plus, I don't know whether this works in their favour. It certainly doesn't in terms of ratings, but the fact this is on FS1, I'm hoping that they go. Right, is we're it? Not, we're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to do loads on this show because it's on the you know smaller channel, less you know less watched channel. Let's say. So why not just put this in the? Well, I'm probably going to do the Sammy stuff in the main event, but put give this plenty of time. Take the well, shackles Triple H, off. mate. You've got no worries about that. Well, yeah. Take the shackles off though, and let them do what they. You know that they can do. Um, yes, I feel like big picture stuff. It'll be Santos looking like he's going to win through help from from Legado, who's a stable I really like, and I hope they do more than just oh, nearly for the majority of Santos's time on the main roster. But it feels like, yeah, oh, these numbers games going to catch up to Ricochet and they're going to sneak their way into this um, World Cup win. And then I think Braun Strowman is going to come down and truck Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde and Zelina Vega is going to run screaming out off, off up the ramp. And then it's going to be Ricochet hitting some insane flippy stuff probably to get the victory. Uh, but yes, I think long term you can tell that probably, unfortunately, Ricochet is going to be the sacrificial lamb to rebuild Gunther versus Braun Strowman because they're trying to, they've not done a great job of it, but they're trying to build Braun Strowman as the legitimate threat to Gunther. I still don't think he should be the guy to take the title off him. No. Um, but I suppose it, it's weird. It was one of those where I was like, okay, yeah, two big guys. Braun Strowman just come in. You're clearly not doing anything with him in the world title. But I don't know. It felt like you could do other things than have him rather early in his return to WWE, lose a big title match, which I think is going to happen down the road. But yeah, World Cup uh, prospects, I think it's it's going to be the USA winning the big one. So not very often you get that no. in the World Cup. World Series, they often Bro- win that. Can I... Uh, we know we only gently bury the Yanks. We love our American of listeners. Course. We've each... Together and apart, spent time in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and loved it. It's just a bit of fun, guys. It was just banter, right? Okay. You know what really pisses me off? You know what really grinds my gears, Go right? On. The way the Americans pronounce World Cup. World Cup. It's not that, right? Okay. That's not what annoys me. And this is pedantic even for me, right? Okay. World Cup. Yeah. You're meant to kind of draw out the world to get over the gravity of the fact that it's the world competing, not like American sports where it's just the states against the states. Mm-hmm. It's the actual World Cup, right? So you draw out, and you dwell upon World Cup. That's how you pronounce it as well, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, so, World Cup. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the World Cup tonight. World Cup! Give it the gravitas it deserves. Yes, I really, I really like World Cup. It's World Cup. Okay, I don't know why it annoys me. I love the world. I love World Cup. I love the World Cup. It's the World Cup. I have some goddamn dignity towards this institution, yeah. even though it kind of sucks now with the human rights and all the <laughs> yeah, rest. Yeah, of it. maybe the Yanks have got it right. Man. Yeah, exactly. And actually, actually, we can balance this out. One simple thing. And God bless the United States. Okay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, let's talk about the best storyline in wrestling, Sige. Uh, it kind of is at the minute. I, it's not the best wrestling storyline of the year. I wish I wasn't such an arsehole, mate. CM Punk versus MJF is better than this. Well, yeah, you got Beginning it. to end. It is a masterpiece, okay? This is very good. And maybe, just maybe, my very pedantic, but correct, criticisms of this storyline, okay, don't actually matter because clearly it's working yeah. to an incredible level. Every single misunderstanding could be resolved very easily by simply having, yeah, James, so come here. I'm Sami Zayn. Uh, which you need to be reminded, apparently, because the exposition's terrible. And the dialogue's terrible. I've got something here, okay? It's called a smartphone. What's that? You would never say because everyone's got one, okay? Mm. Do you know that our TV wrestling shows are broadcast? What? Well, you should know that because you tell the crowd to acknowledge you. Because there are people who are watching you that you want them to acknowledge you. Right? It makes sense that they're also watching on TV as well. Yeah, you've heard about ratings. All right, okay, that's what you're on about. The ratings of the people who watch... TV show, right? Okay. <laughs> so the TV show that we're in exists. Well, yes and no, but yes. Mm. Okay. Look at this, Jay. See? I was trying to help. Mm-hmm. You thought I was trying to hinder. Documented video footage exists of you <laughs> trying to help. Of me trying to help. And Jake could go, Willem Dafoe and American Psycho. Uh, mm. All right, that clarifies everything. You're... Trying to do right by the bloodline, hey, all right. Yeah. Three months later of not doing that, <laughs> winds me up, right? Okay. But look where we are now. But look where we are. It doesn't matter. I don't think anyone cares except me. Yeah. But ultimately, if you do care and you care about elegant writing and credibility in the narrative, CM Punk versus MGF was better than this. And uh, Dog Collar Match was better than War Games. And yeah. yeah. This is very good by WWE standards. It's actually incredible by WWE standards, but um, please stop calling it the best wrestling storyline of the year unless you have got a 
reasonable grasp on uh, writing technique. Okay? <laughs> okay. Otherwise, shut up. But it is uh, sensational what they're doing. The, the pepper for the the hug between Jey Uso and Sami Zayn was just sensational uh, at War Games. And, uh, yeah, he sold his soul um, uh, to, to the bloodline, effectively, is, is the storyline they're going with. And, yeah, they, they, there's been talk and suggestion uh, that he's no longer an honorary use, and tonight he will officially join the bloodline. I think tonight... Maybe not tonight, because purely because it's on FS1, but I think this is the road to him becoming Sami Uso, if it's not going to happen tonight. I, it's just, it seems inevitable now. Like, I know down the line it's going to be heartbreaking, and what is it, Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Yeah. So you've got a few months, but for the time being, I'd just enjoy what we've got right now. Kevin Owens is on, well, for the time being, on Raw, dealing with, you know, how he feels about the rest of the bloodline. Sans Sami Zayn. Oh, but, oui, oui. But, um, Très bien. But, uh, merci beaucoup. Um, but, yeah, generally, uh, Sami Zayn and Sami Uso feels like the next step for this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I was going to say something then. I've completely forgotten it. <laughs> I've completely bloody forgotten it. Yeah, for all my uh, admittedly pissy complaints about the storyline, right, they've done something so captivating and engaging that is connected to a massive extent with the WWE universe that have they dropped the, uh, as any news outlet happened upon uh, WWE files trademark for Sami Uso, mm. like they could get a huge pep for a trademark filing. That's how good this has been yeah. genuinely. So I, I don't know how they advance it in that. Is anything they just been, uh, announced to appear. Yeah, I think it's just like Fallout from from Survivor Series. You know, will Sami Zayn finally be welcomed fully into the family? He's he's on the he's on the verge, basically. Obviously, yeah. This it's almost fortuitous, right? That this is happening on FS1, where ordinarily there's don't put on the best shows, um, unless they're competing against Rampage and they'll put Ra- Ra- Roman Reigns on there. <laughs> but. Uh, um, well, they've been on FS1, okay. They know that, right, okay, we don't have to do that much this week because not that many people are going to watch it and we might as well save stuff for the show on back on Fox where people are going to watch it. So it actually gives them an opportunity to do something that could build the integrity of the story without really doing anything. And that is, I want to see Sami Zayn and the Bloodline simply have a nice time for a few weeks <laughs> yeah. without any kind of contrived tension or anything of the sort. I want them to really feel like a unit. I want to really feel like Sami Zayn's involved in it, an actual part of it, not only to build to his, na- his name is Sami Uso now, but so that it feels less contrived going down the line now to like Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber when the um, fractures start mm. to, to occur within, the, within it all. Because you want to feel like Sami Zayn's part of the gang. You want to feel like he's really a part of it um, because it's sort of, you want him to be at his happiest before he gets devastated. So if they start mucking about with the, oh, did he really deserve that hug? Because he's just cost Jimmy Uso a match against, I don't know, one of maximum male models in a tag team match or something. (laughs) Like, don't do that. The fact that it's on FS1, I'd rather see nothing except a nice happy time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, in the interim, um, I think maybe, yeah, you do the full-blown ceremony with a lay and stuff like that. Yeah. But not tonight not because tonight, it's on yeah. FS1, possibly. That's a really... I'm not doing a bit because it's a runner at this point. With a lay and all the rest of it, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, just call me butter, baby. I want to roll. But yeah, I, I, we've talked about this. I want Merry Christmas and an Usi New Year with Sami Zayn and the Usos, basically, presents... Going to see the family or whatever you want to do. Rikishi cameo. Yeah, it's so 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 easy right now. Because like you say, they're spinning their wheels into the Royal Rumble effectively now. And yes, they may do some sort of big matches on telly in the interim. I don't think Roman's probably going to defend the title until the Royal Rumble. And depends on whether or not he can get over what happened with him and Kevin Owens at Survivor Series as to whether he faces Kevin Owens. I'd prefer it, but Sheamus is not a bad backup at the end of the day. Yeah. But arguably the greatest year of his career in WWE this year. Um, but yeah, I'm just genuinely looking forward to seeing, like, if it's just a segment where it's like, no Roman this week, because it's FS1, but it's Sammy and the Usos and Zolosko uh, in the ring. Yep, 10 minutes, do what you like, I don't care. Try and pop the boys. He, he got Sokoa at the live show yeah. the other day, so he's going to be working for their pap, and he's, he's probably going to get it because he's... Yeah, he's in the form of his life right now, Sami Zayn, and good for him. I'm re- very happy for him. In terms of other fallout from Survivor Series and War Games, obviously the losing team in that War Games match, Brawling Brutes, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre. I feel like I've been saying this for about, hang on, when was uh, Clash at the Castle? Three or so months. It's got to be time for him to either A, disappear for a bit, or B, turn heel, or C, both disappear, and then when he comes back, come back as a heel. Is it time for you for him to turn? It's Drew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying this for ages. He's, he's peaked as a baby face. People no longer really believe in him as a baby face. And he needs a new um, direction for his character. Um, it just makes all the sense in the world for me. But I'm not interested. To be <laughs> I'm trying to like think of directions he could go in. I've said this since Extreme Rules, right? I know they're going with LA Knight. For now, like Bray Wyatt, it's some point. I love how they're putting this off. Oh, they're just building it. No, no, they're procrastinating because they know what happens when he steps foot in the ring. LA Knight is a good introductory thing. Yeah. And at some point, if you really want to maximize the, the value of this Bray Wyatt character and the buzz, which is almost frittering away, mm. he needs a big scalp to beat so you can really take him seriously as a wrestler. Uh, can we talk about Wyatt later? We can talk about Wyatt now as part of this, if you want. I was wondering when you were gonna, uh, when I was, when you think he's going <laughs> to actually wrestle. <laughs> Man. Uh, um, right. Drew needs to lose to Wyatt if you're going to legitimize and maximize the investment that is Bray Wyatt. Okay. Because at this point, right, I don't doubt they have an actual story and a plan in place for Wyatt. They've got that new... Um, creative director or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah, cre- yeah. director of creative writing who's was heavily involved in the White Rabbit viral marketing project and who probably is, presumably, is mapping out some stuff for Wyatt. I don't think they're making it up as they go along, as they used to do with Bray Wyatt, but it's how many times at this point? I don't think they've got a particularly interesting route to wherever they are going to go, even if I know they're going somewhere, if that makes sense, because yeah. every single week, Right, And yes, it's slowly becoming apparent that Wyatt can't, in fact, control this alter ego or what is essentially a visual manifestation of what's going on in his head. And I realize that the tension's building and then he's attacking people like LA Knight and he's really trying to suppress it, but he can't. But it's the same single promo and 
premise every single week. <laughs> I know what you want, mate. <laughs> you want to see the monster, huh? And then uh, he goes, but I don't want to be that kind of guy anymore, mate. <laughs> and it says, all right, okay. So you don't want to be the guy, and you're not the guy. You don't want to be the guy, but maybe you're becoming the guy backstage and beating up. And I don't want to be that guy. I know you want to come one and all of the freak show, man. <laughs> uh, I'm sick of it. Just do some ridiculous crap wrestling match so I can laugh about it, please. Pitch Black is what's being pitched for uh, the Royal Rumble. Do you think that's going to be his first match? I'm not convinced of the credibility of the source who pitched that, if I'm okay. being perfectly honest. If, in fact, it happens... It's... Sh- <laughs> It's remember the eights, remember the eights, remember the eights. It's time to play the game. <laughs> time to play, time the, to play game. the game. <laughs> Useless. Did it? Did it? What does a pitch black match look like? Well, yeah, I was going to say. Me and Andy were talking about this on the news when we first read this. And you immediately go, oh, Pitch Black is just their version of Lights Out. But they did do a Lights Out match on NXT, if I remember rightly, didn't they? Like yes. Wendy Chu and... What an absolutely phenomenally stupid literal interpretation of the Lights Out match. What a bunch of morons they have running that absolute farce that is the Fed. So the Lights Out match, which is a Florida staple, which obviously Tony Khan of AEW has brought back to the fore, is an unsanctioned match... And the lights out just conveys a ceremony, okay? Mm. They switch on the lights, switch off the lights, put them back on, right? Different part of the show. It's not sanctioned. We want to promote it and make money off it, but it doesn't count. We just want to monetize it. The result doesn't matter. The lights out match just means it looks like a, a student's bedroom with a lava lamp in WWE with a few weapons. DG. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely bloody rubbish. So a pitch black match. I was hoping it was going to be, you remember that Russo pitch where it was like we're going to fight in a club and everyone in the crowd's going to have flashlights? Oh, my God. You say that, right? This is an inadvertent... Oh, you want to roll? Do you know you're rolling here? Mm. What does... What happens, rather, when Bray Wyatt makes his entrance? Lights go out and there's fireflies in there. Yeah, man. So it's not a flashlight. Man. <laughs> Firefly match, man. But that's what I mean, call it that because then the people will think of the good match that he had, the Firefly Fun House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So call it Pitch but Black. But maybe Pitch Black, the idea is being, you don't know where I'm going to be, man. <laughs> I'm bad enough for the lights, oh, man. Yeah, I And then, and then, uh, turn off the lights, and that's the cue for all the catching flies yeah. in my <laughs> And that's how it's. We've worked in it. There you go. Do that at the Royal Rumble. I'd do it with Drew as well. It'll be a disaster. Just to circle back, because like you say, you need, like you had with Bala with the Fiend, you need a big sacrificial lamb. And then, yeah, say to Drew, thanks, you've you've been here constantly, and you've been so dedicated, and you've done so much title stuff, and so many big matches, of course, and you did the weird singing with Tyson Fury in Wales. Um, Go on a holiday, we'll see you after Mania. You're not going to get a big Mania payday, but you're probably rich enough. No one's going to get a Mania payday. Have you seen this? No, what? See this? You heard about this? Uh, they don't give them bonuses anymore. Oh, cool. They don't even get the, are oh, we earn like more money than we'll ever have for any WrestleMania ever, even if the business gets hot again. That's how much they generate with these Saudi shows per show. They used to get the, yeah, it's uh, 
It's all a bit ugly, this, and you're probably tainting your name by going over and endorsing it, so we'll give you way more money than you would. Yeah. Ordinarily. You don't get any bonuses, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, I'd have him... Love these marks, huh? Can I still get Twitch, sir? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm happy because I'm in there. Get more money. They're earning billions. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd have Wyatt wrestle. First match, probably the Royal Rumble to get the, you know, buy right. can't remember who reported this, so the source might be rubbish, but yeah. I did read that. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then, yeah, have Trudy McIntyre disappear and then come back after WrestleMania and turn as a heel because he needs a bit of a new lease on it. He needs to go away. It says that's the, there is a middle ground between t- this booking, WWE's constant, like, well, you're here, so we'll just keep using you. Like, you've got a really deep roster, WWE. You can let people go away for a bit. And then there's the other side of it where Tony Khan sometimes goes, cool, disappear for six months and then um, we'll bring you back. Like, no, no, you don't have to leave him away for that long or have him miss telly for four weeks because then everyone will forget what bloody storyline. There's a middle ground there, basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, Finally, we're going to talk more about this in a podcast. It'll probably go out over the weekend. We're going to be recording it later on today. Me, Sige, uh, and Andy talking about Ronda Rousey. Um, Very interesting topic for her um, going forward. Reports today seemingly suggesting... Um, that she's probably going to face Raquel Rodriguez at the Rumble. Um, as Andy pointed out, I mean, there's encouragement to your theory about Vince taking over because that's alliteration out the ass. Alliteration. Ronda Rousey, Raquel Rodriguez, Royal Rumble. Five, six. <laughs> <laughs> you are a WWE fan first and <laughs> foremost, aren't you? Um, so, yeah, what do you, what do you think of that? I think that's actually... When they had that, that thing and it was like, who's going to win? And Shotzi won, and then they had the dreadful match at War Games. I've always thought, oh, well, cool, Raquel. Raquel's the choice here, but they're saving her for the next big four pay-per-view. And she does come across as more of a... Far more of a legitimate threat to Ronda. She's not taking the title off. Obviously, Ronda's going to Mania, but still. Yeah, they've got a better chance of making the result not so predictable, at least within the body of the match. No one ahead of it is going to think that there's going to be a title change, but whatever. We'll talk more about it, I guess, on the podcast. If Vince was back in charge, Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Rodriguez at the Royal Rumble, he would change Raquel Rodriguez's name because he'd think people would think it's a mouthful and yeah. then change it back. That's the contempt with which it should just be viewed. Raquel. Yeah. No, no, no. It would have to be not an R. That's oh. too many R's. Could be like Mac, uh, Pacquiao Rodriguez. <laughs> now we're in World Cup fever. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I think it's desperately needed a, a good match for Ronda Rousey because basically ever since she fought, well, Flair at Backlash, I think was the last one that really stood out for me as like, there it is. That's why Ronda Rousey is the big star that she is. Uh, and you need to start building her back up as a, you know, a, a, not just as a threat, You've got that. She's got the MMA background. That's never going to disappear. You just all you need to do is pay for some footage from the UFC of her just armbarring fools and dropping them on the head, even though that was a while back now, um, to sell Becky versus Ronda eventually. But I, I sense. Well, we'll talk more about this later. But I sense that's no longer probably going to be the main event of either night for WrestleMania. I'd rather watch Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley as a main event per- personally. Yeah, me too. Me too. But yeah, intriguing to see how they do this in the interim because you're a long way from the Royal Rumble and I believe Raquel Rodriguez Rodriguez has been written out for like four to six weeks with the arm injury from getting slammed in a flight case and 
Ronda then breaking it, I think, again a little bit later on. But we'll see how she reacts to her Royal uh, her Royal Rumble, her War Games performance and whether Shotzi wants one more go so Shane can kick her editness a second time later on tonight on SmackDown. Let us know your thoughts ahead of the show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, there you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and Sidge back a little bit later to preview AW Rampage. As I mentioned, that Ronda Rousey podcast is coming out over the weekend. And then me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review this show. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.